everybody, and welcome to the official second episode of Gimme Back My Horror Podcast. <laughs> I'll explain that in a moment. I'm your host, Charlie, and with me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. Why, good evening, Charlie. How are we doing? We are doing good. We are, we're nailing this intro. I'm, yeah, I'm we really are. happy with that. And also with us tonight is our special guest, Again, and we'll explain that in a moment, is Pete from Good Beer, Bad Movie Nights. Say Good hello. Good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on a Monday night. This is a hoot. Yeah. yeah. I, what, what better way to spend a Monday night? I, I love it. Let's go. Let's get this on. Let's get it on. Let, let's get on. So get, here, hang on. I got. All right. Here we go. Now we're there, ready. Yeah. 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 Pete's got to have that beer. He has to be on brand. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I have a water because I got to get up at four in the morning, maybe yep. five. Yep. Nate gets up early. I've got a cream soda. So, you know, it's beer colored. So sure. we'll count it. <laughs> but, it uh, well, I think we need we owe everyone an explanation real quick. Uh, we have been promoting and saying that we are doing Halloween specials. We did a Halloween special. I'm not going to say the name of the movie that I picked for the, uh, the horror podcast, but I invited Pete on. Um, we decided to do another one, and <laughs> I want to leave it as vague as I can on that. Um, now, you're going to hear the episode Pete was on for the first time, and we're going to kind of do something a little special is I'm going to drop it on Halloween Day. It's going to be a Sunday, but I'm, you're going to get, it's going to be like a bonus slash lost episode that wasn't lost. Um, when you hear it, you'll understand why we're doing what we're doing now. So <laughs> we're, we're going to go ahead as this is the second episode and this is Pete's first time on the show. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy about the movie we picked for this episode and I, I get the feeling that both of you are too. Oh, very excited. And I'm also looking at it as buy one Pete, get one Pete free <laughs> for the uh, show. My so wife that's how doesn't I'm even want this. that. Just more guy. Pete. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> this this double is the Pete, double the fun. Yeah, I, I probably I, honestly like the next day talked about Pete way too much to Hannah. Cool. And they're like, I get it. You you got a new friend. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both in town, dude, so we definitely have to get together yeah. one of these days. That's right. You guys get to go hang out and have beer. You know, yeah. I have 614, this, baby. That's right. After this telecommunication thing here <laughs> to talk to you guys. But uh, as everyone can see, uh, I've dug deep, and I'll talk about that in a moment on why, how I picked this movie. But it's a movie called From Beyond, uh, movie storyline that's based on a hp lovecraft uh short story it's super short and too if you very it. short it's like seven it's like pages, pages short seven okay yeah it's like real short yeah exactly uh but done by a favorite of a lot of horror fans uh stuart gordon uh the man behind reanimator um you know a lot of other movies that i'll let nate get into when we get into our you know our uh, back background of the movie segment. So I think what I want to do first guys is uh, this is a super short trailer. I mean, surprisingly short, 
Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get that played out for everyone, and then we're going to jump into some numbers and talk about the cast a little bit. Every journey begins in the mind. <laughs> A flight of imagination. A vision of what might lie across the universe. Or within the deepest regions of the subconscious. Dr. Edward Pretorius is about to embark on such a journey. <laughs> it's out of control. You've got to turn it off. Something's coming. <laughs> Humans are such easy prey. From the makers of Reanimator, from beyond. Super short, sweet, and to the point. That's literally what I was about to say. It's straight to the point. It does not get around. No fluff. There's not a lot of fluff to the is. film, though. It's pretty. There, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> this this movie is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell you, let's let's get through the, yeah, the numbers yeah. real quick because I'm itching to talk about this movie. I I really am. So, uh, Nate, won't you go ahead? Uh, let's start with uh, the budget. Tell us what the budget is. Maybe. All right. So this film was uh, actually filmed outside of Rome, Italy. It seems to be more likely where it was at. And the budget for it seems to be between two point five and four point five million dollars. Okay. Uh, Stuart Gordon has said multiple times that if he would have filmed this in the States, it easily would have cost 14 million or more. So they filmed it overseas to to save on costs. Now, because of it being a horror movie, these don't really get shown worldwide. It's mo- mostly in the states. Yeah, it only grossed one point two six one million dollars. Oh, so ouch, ouch. on a budget of possibly four point five million, that's definitely gotta hurt a bit. Remind on me what year it was again? Nineteen eighty six. Eighty six. Okay, and a lot then of horror. You have out right Stewart's then. first movie, as you heard in the trailer, Reanimator, which is a huge fan favorite. That I it mean, was that's only a made cult classic. Yeah. Cult classic. It was made for nine hundred thousand dollars and grossed two million. That blows my mind. That, I mean, so I'll go ahead and say I hadn't seen From Beyond. Uh, somehow this one slipped past me. Also, Nate as well. Slip Same. Past Nate. I did not see this as well. And Charlie, you want to give them what our little theory is as to how we missed this? I got one, too. I'll let you give yours first. The reason I never watched it as a kid was the VHS cover is the most innocuous, bland blob of nothingness on there as far as artwork. From watching the movie now, it's a picture of Dr. Pretorius in his deformed state. I remember, and I have vivid memories of Monkey Shines with the monkey on the front. Very scary cover. Extremely scary cover. Um, Dead Alive, the cover with the girl holding her mouth open with the skull coming out. Yes. There's another one. I can't remember the name of it. You guys might know, but it's like this yellowish-looking skeleton guy with a graduation cap and everything, and he's holding this apple. Yeah, that has a um, fuse coming out of it. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, like I, I vividly remember. Yeah, and then yeah. there's another one called Popcorn, mm-hmm. which is the skeleton lady pulling like a mask of her face away. I remember those now. I remember seeing them on the shelf. 
So those grabbed me. And as I got older wanting to watch these movies, that's what I would go off of was the cover art. And this one is nothing. Nate, why don't you go ahead and you, you say your theory on it. So my theory was because this came out in 86 and Reanimator came out in 85, I'm thinking Reanimator just overshadowed this. It became such a hit. It became, you know, passed around from schools and talked about at, you know, the local VHS, you know, rental store, not just your blockbuster, but like your, your mom and pa ones that I think yeah. from beyond probably got passed on unless you had someone who was watching all these movies and going, oh, you like Reanimator, check this one out. Instead, there might have been just most people checking out Reanimator, and I think that kind of unfortunately hurt it on top of, like Charlie said, like the VHS cover just is not that, uh, it doesn't really gravitate towards you. It doesn't pull you in. No, I, you would think marketing-wise that the popularity of Reanimator, I remember the cover of that one, too, and that one is... It's an iconic cover, though. Like, you it, it know is. that one. You really do, but why would you not try to grab someone with that cover? Because this movie grabbed me from the second it started visually. I could have watched this with no dialogue, just sound effects and visuals and i would have loved it just as much pete what about you saw this at least once or twice before us do you remember the first time you've seen this i lived across the street from a video store independent video store here in columbus for a number of years and boy oh boy did they have a banging horror section boy so uh i would go over there and i could i could go over there and this is the times that i was bartending so i would go over there i'd rent a movie in the morning watch it, go back, grab another one for the same price. They, they wouldn't charge me anymore since I'm just bringing the same thing back. So I got through a lot of films, and I think this was one that I just grabbed. And unlike you, that, that cover is like, oh, I like this Cronenbergian body horror sort of stuff. Like, you know how The Fly mm-hmm. came out? And, and even the reanimator, no, not really the reanimator, but, but that kind of body horror really uh, spoke to me. So that cover that you're disparaging actually spoke to me and i'm like i want to see this looks like a gooey movie and by gosh it turned out to be quite a gooey gooey movie (laughs) (laughs) slime and goo (laughs) this oh yeah but this is what i would change once you've seen this movie and you see like the color palette that they used why would they not have put that hot pink or Mm -hmm. green as a back glow to that silhouette of dr pretorius and intensify that image because it is the image of him being, you know, in his transformed state. I think I would have rented it. I think I would have grabbed it. I feel uh, shorted that I didn't watch this at a younger age because I like Pete. I love the fly. I loved reanimator. I, the thing from John Carpenter. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I For love sure. that special effect, body horror, gore. Give me slime. <laughs> this should be at the top of any body horror like recommenda- yes. recommendation list or something like that. Like This is up there with those Cronenberg movies, and it's kind of a mm-hmm. damn shame that Stuart Gordon only made like 22 films, and even some of those yeah. are not films. Some of it's like episodes, like short videos and stuff like that. Like yeah. This is a man who was ahead of his time in what he was doing, and just for some reason kind of flew under the radar and like 
even as practical effects got better and better, let's say in the 2000s or like mid 2000s, like he really didn't do much. And it's just like, man, imagine like if he could have pulled together a team like he did for this, because there was 35 members on the special effects team. Yeah, it was four different special effects companies that were and involved. And these are heavy hitters of the yeah. of the scene. Like, John Carroll Butcher. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Close this enough. is a man that made Ghoulies, Terror Vision, mm-hmm. the Garbage Pail Kids, which I don't care oh, what you say. I those love costume it. designs are terrifying. They, I love re- it. Yeah, like, yes. absolutely horrific. As, and then you got Mark Schoestrom. As Schoestrom's wonderful as those costumes are, that movie is equally as terrible. But, <laughs> oh, it is, but I will there, watch it. There's I, that balance right there. Ugh, it's nightmare fuel. It really is. <laughs> it yeah, is. Start to finish. It is. But like Mark Showstrom worked on Phantasm 2, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street oh, yeah. 3, which is yeah. my favorite Dream Freddy Warriors. movie. Jeez, Dream Warriors. Yeah, you got the best Dawkins song <laughs> that you could have ever gotten as your yes. theme song. Good Lord. And then Evil Dead 2, The Mutilator. This is like the greatest hits of who's who in the special effects industry. And they got to work on this movie. I didn't even mention uh, Greg uh, Nekataro, who, mm-hmm. you know, is now famous for The Walking Dead. No, I, you're, you're, you're 100% correct. And that's, that's, again, why I feel slightly cheated as I'm now watching this at two, 2021 at 41 years old. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I had all this time to appreciate this movie. Now, I will say the digital transfer we've got through, I think we all watched it on Amazon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gorgeous. Surprisingly oh, It good. looks fantastic. Gorgeous. And I wonder if this was uh, Scream Factory re-released this movie it was. a few years ago. So I'm assuming oh. this is their rip. Um, and on Amazon, if you want to buy it, it's only five bucks. I highly recommend uh, just spending the five it. bucks on it. Yeah. Um, because the Shout Factory copy is now out of print, and it's like a hundred bucks plus it, easily. Yeah, it's, it's so spend the five dollars that we mm-hmm. just have a digital copy of it. it. It won't go anywhere. I did when we were talking about. It, I think it was like three dollars to rent, five dollars to buy, and I'm like, I'm I'm buying it. it there was yeah, no exactly. thought to it, um, and I'm so happy I did. You know, normally it's like like I bought Hellbound. I don't regret that I bought it because I think it was the same $5. But it was the same thing where it's like, all right, $3 to rent it, $5 yeah. to own it. I was like, all right, I'll spend the extra $2. It's in the collection, and I can watch it anytime I strike a fancy to do it's it. It's funny to see it scroll through my digital library. Like, oh, what the hell are you doing in there? I got done I got done watching this, and it said, up next, Hellbound. I was like, <laughs> the hell there will be. <laughs> So uh, let's go ahead and talk about real quick on the uh, the cast of this because Stuart Gordon likes his cast and likes to keep working with them. And there's a good reason to that, and it's a good reason for why the film Don't looks like it. Blame him. Because <laughs> he came from theater. I love it. So he was used to working with the same people all the time, so he's like, it just makes sense. Like, if I throw in new actors who don't know what I did to them on Reanimator... They're going to be like, why the hell am I covering this goo and slime? But if I work with people I already know, then they're going to be a little less apprehensive. They're going to, they're going to you know, warm up to this quicker than Fresh yeah. Faces would. Well, it's along the thought of Lloyd Kaufman, the way he does trauma. It's yes. all of those same people in all those movies because that's what they know. They know what Lloyd wants, and they know what kind of movie they're making. So it's 
pretty simple. I'd work for Lloyd Kaufman in a heartbeat because he's a total I, sweetheart. I would too. Um, a sweetheart on the outside, I have heard stories on set. So, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I would still work for him as long as oh, you're yeah. as long as you know things. But we'll we'll save that for a trauma movie we might do. Okay, there um, we go. Up first we have Jeffrey Combs. And yes, ninety percent of people see this face and they're like the dude from Reanimator. That's what he is known for. I want to throw a little tidbit out that I'm watching this movie and again, I hadn't seen this. I haven't seen Reanimator since probably the late nineties. I just never found a chance to revisit it. That's that so, needs that needs rectifying. Yeah, oh, and it's it is it is being rectified. That's one of those movies. Like, here. all right, we're perfect because we're in October season. AMC yeah. never does uh, reanimator. They always do like the same ones of like Halloween four and five. They would that's never show little, the first one. A little gory for and yeah, making... but it's just like they never would show those on cable television. Mm-hmm. So it's like you would always get Predator two, but you never got Predator one for some reason. Uh, you got the Hitcher 2 on sci-fi, but you never got the first Hitcher movie. Yeah, it's one that, of those weird things where like cable network would always just throw random ones. That's because they sell packages to yeah. distributors, and it's sometimes not all the movies are on it. But I'm going to say, uh, Reanimator, if I remember correctly, there's a severed head scene that would never make it onto network television. <laughs> oh, not at all. Uh, no. If you had to edit that. That poor man that would have to figure out that way around it. <laughs> exactly. So they're probably like, no. Just like, uh, you're not going to get From Beyond on network television. I can't imagine watching There would this be no movie. Not on, not on network, no. No. Um, but I'm watching this. And again, I haven't watched some of these movies for a very long time. And I see, you know, Jeffrey Combs pop up who plays Dr. Crawford. And I'm just like having this huge moment of deja vu. And I'm like, down to how he's talking, his mannerisms, everything. And I'm like, I know I haven't seen this movie, but I hear so, I hear something. It's it's nagging at me. I realized where I had seen him, and I never realized it was him when I saw him. So I asked the guys, I said, have you ever seen Peter Jackson's The Frighteners with Michael yeah. J. Fox? And they're all like, yeah, yeah, we know that. I said, Milton was played by Jeffrey Combs, the uh, paranormal uh, agent that is hunting down uh, Michael J. Fox. He's very neurotic, uh, very odd. Very, um, like, uh, off-character. Very just weird Yes, guy. and he's very, and it sticks with you. So I'm like... Yeah, his haircut I, sticks with you. <laughs> yeah, that was done on purpose. And actually, I read that he... He purposely had prosthetics put behind his ears to stick them out stick further. Them out. Yeah. And again, <laughs> guess what? That worked. Yeah. I didn't. I never realized that was Jeffrey Combs till I watched From Beyond. He's like using some character traits from this movie, particularly because he didn't act like this in Reanimator. I did go back and watch some clips on YouTube, and I'm like, he's he's kind of psychotic. In Reanimator, he's you know that evil scientist. He's a he's got an obsession, which is yeah. interesting because in this movie, he has a complete different obsession of like instead of wanting to keep building that monster, destroy that monster. Yes, it's totally different. And I'm watching this movie, picturing Milton the whole time, and it's just I'm like, oh, this is insane. It's like I can see he pulled some of this character into Milton, like, he got out of, when we get to the end of this movie, like, he somehow got out of that 
dimension, and he's now Milton running around solving he's turned all into these, Milton. He's solving all these weird crimes. I, I know I went a little bit off of what we started with, but the other uh, castmate, Barbara Crampton. The incomparable Barbara Crampton. The incomparable <laughs> Barbara Crampton. The cult icon, For Barbara sure. Crampton. The, yes. <laughs> we've seen all of Barbara Crampton, I'm pretty sure. Uh yeah, uh, I think <laughs> yeah. so. I, I think Reanimator, you do see. Yeah, it yeah, you see quite her. a bit. Yeah, uh, she's lovely. The um, I don't know. Are we, we're still on characters, though. I've got, uh, I've got a joke that fell <laughs> later on <laughs> as as the movie moves on. That's one of my uh, things that you only see in the '80s uh, part of the <laughs> segment that I want to do later on. Well, we can, we oh. can, yeah. We'll, get to that we're right now right. we're just kind of right. so we want to give everyone this idea of the characters in here because well, yeah. i'm gonna bet a lot of our audience hasn't seen this movie you know this got past me and again i'm i'm a huge body horror gore goo slime give that all to me and i've never never heard of this movie um so let's just go ahead and talk about why and how I did find it. Do so it. I have a very, I have a very good friend. She is a digital artist. Her name is Chelsea Lowe. She has done movie posters for a lot of the big studios, Fox, Disney, several out there. Forgive me, Chelsea, if I don't rattle off all of them. And I have quite a few of her prints because she's done stuff from The Thing, Escape from New York, uh, Aliens, uh, Evil Dead. I, I love her art style. Well, she was commissioned by a t-shirt company called Creeporama, who does licensed shirts for some of these just wild and out there kind of horror movies. And she shared these pictures of the art piece she had done. And it's like hot pink. She, she really morphs and fits everything onto this one picture that pretty much sums up the movie. And, you know, once you hear this, we'll obviously be sharing that, uh, all their information out there. Um, but I reached out to Creeporama just to make sure, hey, we, we want to talk about that art because you commissioned it. And I'm friends with Chelsea, and they were they were 100% on board. They are like, heck yeah, that shirt design, if you go over to uh, Creeporama, you can find them on Instagram, Facebook, um, probably find them on Google, but I'm sure their links are on their Instagram. Um, you can buy a shirt, and it's phenomenal artwork. It's gorgeous. At least go look at it. It literally oozes this movie, Ew. this artwork. <laughs> like it captures it so well. Is it a moist uh, t-shirt? I can't wait to get the long sleeve. I like seriously cannot <laughs> wait. No, it's it, and there's art on the long sleeve. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yes. I've been buying so many long sleeve shirts recently because you get arts on the sleeve now. It's just like yes, give me all the print that you can. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, check out Creeporama on instagram facebook um but yeah that's that's how we picked this movie um thank god again i'm so glad we did all right i think it's a pretty good time for us to go ahead and take a quick commercial break and as soon as we get back i think we want to dive into the meat of this movie and we'll be right back
Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his times in the territories with PG-13 to his times in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major podcast formats. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stompdown, where twice a month we review monster movies from all corners of the planet. Join me, Sludge. And I was, went to watch it the other night, and she's like, why are you watching this? You can quote this movie line for line. Like, that's very accurate. My co-host, Mark. Don't ask me to do a stomp down on this because it's zero. <laughs> okay, dude. Ruben, what's your stomp down rate? And our brother from Texas, Ruben. It, it's just, I'm like, wait a minute. It, it tricked me into watching this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I felt like. As we give you the history, our review, and the stomp down rating of some of the best and worst monster movies around. Available through the Podbean app, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Amazon. Make sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> As we drag Kathleen, kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Guys, I'm ready to get into the meat. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I I am psyched. So uh, I have tasked Nate to do the synopsis (laughs) quickly. (laughs) So, Nate, (laughs) let's see if you succeeded in your mission. I humbly accepted this challenge (laughs) and decided that this will be a new bit going forward for Give Me Back My Horror Movies. It will be... A three-sentence synopsis. I'm excited already. (laughs) Here we go. A crazed scientist builds a resonator that sees from beyond our dimension. Sometimes doors are better left closed. I dig it. It's almost like a tagline for the movie. Right. Now now you need to get it to rhyme, dude. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the next part. (laughs) But I managed to sneak in the name of the movie you did. into this the synopsis. True. This is true. So if I can figure out how to do that with every movie going forward, oh, pat on the back for me. Now now I'm tempted to go, Nate needs to do the movie haiku, and that's the, syna- <laughs> the synopsis oh my in the style of haiku. It's 575, right? <laughs> I think so. Right. So, uh, yeah, we, we really wanted to just do that fast. Um, this movie is extremely difficult to synopsize. I'm to the fact that when this movie starts, it starts running. Yeah. This movie 
like starts like you're 15 minutes late into the movie. You know what I mean? Like it feels like that this movie you you miss the first 15 minutes right at the start. And you're like, whoa, wh- what's going on? It starts. I'm putting my phone down and I'm like, the the heck happened? What I said, hit hit the button, see where it's at. And it was like seconds into the movie, and I'm like, what's going on? And I I just had to write it out, and I'm like, that is the wildest cold open to a movie. In a, I mean, the credits don't start till after the climax of the first little chapter you get right there. Yeah, there's, like the, there's the a prologue. Yeah, there's I a whole prologue say. of them typing on these computers. I mean, set design was gorgeous on this. There's what you what you would think of computer walls and dials and switches, and I'll I'll get into that in a little bit too of one of the things that slightly agitated me about this movie but there's all this like a dr frankenstein kind of feel to it and he's building this resonator he's typing in these like commands into you know the old dos computer systems and uh he literally opens up the turns on the resonator and opens up a portal we're not five minutes into the movie the resonator's on He's the watching. portal instantly works. <laughs> yeah, he sees these things floating in the air. Eels. I don't care what any design person says. Those were eels with like predator ba- teeth. Baby faces. <laughs> they were like piranha teeth on an yeah. eel. And yeah. I, I have to say, I don't, do you guys watch Star Trek Next Generation? Sure. Or somewhat familiar it was never with it? a Trekkie. Yep. Okay, there is an episode... Uh, with my favorite character, Barclay, and he's terrified of the transporters. And there's a scene where he goes in it and he sees these things floating in the air around him. And one comes out and uh, you think it bites him, but it just touches him on the arm. It's exactly like they took this movie. It's almost the exact same animation. Because Mm -hmm, that leech comes out and grabs uh, the doctor by the face and bites him. And that's all I'm picturing is like, this is just like, it was called The Realm of Fear is the episode name. And I was like, that that's like Barkley being trapped in the transporter <laughs> with these creatures floating around. But yeah, we're five minutes, we're not even five minutes into the movie. And yeah. we, we, we see a new dimension. He turns it off with the flimsiest of on-off switches I could <laughs> ever picture. It's those old, real thin like what you remember Dr. Frankenstein would throw the switch and it was this giant thing. Yes. That's exactly what it is, but it's three inches big. It's (laughs) the kind for like that you could buy at a con for your light switch plate. Yeah, sure. That's what it is. That's what that was. (laughs) And that's how they're turning on this interdimensional portal thing. They spent all their budget on the computer. Did, you know, doodads and gidgets and all that fun stuff that when it came time to build the switch, they just grab what, you know, Whatever. that tiny well, little thing. <laughs> the switch is important as the movie goes, but I was just like, man, I kind of wanted something a little more grandiose, I guess, was than just little, eh, it's on. <laughs> That's all it was. You, you want to use two hands to throw open and uh, open this switch. Yeah. And you want to go, hoo, hoo, ah! Yeah, because then, <laughs> then it would have made some of the other scenes a bit more 
uh, I don't want to say stressful, but a bit more impactful mm-hmm. that they actually had to put some effort. A little bit more to intensity them. to it. That's the word, intensity. Um, so we, we get uh, Dr. Crawford, Jeffrey Combs, has opened up a portal. He immediately turns it off once he sees these creatures and he gets bit on the cheek. And he runs across the room like a hallway to another bedroom. So they're all like living together to let Dr. Pretorius know that his calculations work. And we get this sense of Pretorius being slightly agitated, just kind of this, not right off the bat, but you could just tell he's like, look, stop bothering me for something inconsequential. And yeah, it's almost like he's like, it hasn't worked before. It's not working now. Yeah. Like he's not going to get it going. Yeah. Uh, But he tells him we did it. It's on. We've turned it on. And man, if Pretorius doesn't flip this switch to mad scientists, like in an instant, Oh, it's on. Boom, he runs in there. He pushes every dial to the maximum on the machine, flips the little three-inch switch, (laughs) and cranks that baby up, and he is full-on mad scientist. All hell breaks loose. Quite quite literally. literally. (laughs) Literally all hell breaks loose. Um, We get, real quick, a neighbor, we get this little side thing that they're in a neighborhood, and the neighbor sees these lights. Her dog gets loose, runs up, runs to the house, runs upstairs. It's the most odd way to introduce another character into this because what you, what they needed was another visual perception of what was happening. We weren't supposed to see what was going on in the, where the experiment was happening. We needed that little bit of mystery and that I'll give them credit for that. That worked pretty well. Because as the lady runs up the stairs to grab her dog, this axe head comes flying through the door. <laughs> she takes off running. Dr. Crawford is opens the door up, takes off running, and passes her. So oh, the first oh, yeah. thing, she's chasing her. She, he passes her down the steps, and he is out the door. <laughs> when that axe hits, like I was instantly like, oh, the shining. Like Now he's yeah. breaking yeah. down that door with the axe. It was like, oh, no, he is... Uh, He's also trying to get away from whatever is happening in the other room. Yeah, and uh, the lady had already called the cops, so they're there. They grab him, um, and they take him away to an insane asylum, we find out later. So then we get credits. Yeah, That's all that happens. Open. That chaos that. happens in less than five minutes, and boy, oh boy, now we get the opening yeah. credits. It's Cause this yeah, it's a ride, ladies and gentlemen. It's only an hour and twenty five minutes, so they have no time to spare. It is a shotgun blast right at you. Five minutes of bunkers. It's great. It, yes, and honestly, they use every second of this movie well. Oh, like, it felt way longer than an hour and yeah, twenty five. That's for damn I sure. I don't think anything. There may be one or two odd scenes that I could have probably. Didn't really add anything to the story, let me say it that way. It's probably on Pete's list, which is why I'm trying to be vague about it, because I want to hear what he <laughs> says. Um, so that that's our first little chunk of the movie. So we're going to jump ahead. We're in the psychiatric ward is where we end up. Um, we ha- we're introduced to, I never figured out what she was a doctor of. She was she's a like, psychologist. Was a psychiatrist. Or psychiatrist, trying, one of the two. She's, she's trying to disprove psychosis. She's trying to say that people that are in her that facility as for psychosis, 
it was weird because she's a she's trying to find a cure for psychosis. B she was like, well, some of these people probably aren't psycho, you know, psychotics. It, yeah, it was she odd. So, well, she he, wants to cure uh, schizophrenia. Yeah, schizophrenia. And that's why she yeah. becomes so like in awe at the resonator. Right. And the whole idea of like, whoa, you mean we can see into another dimension? Well, what yeah. could be in that well, other dimension remember, that could help us? What got her interested and in, help me pronounce this again. What got her interested was uh, Jeffrey Coombs character. I forget what his Crawford was it. Crawford. Um, he claimed that he was able to see other dimensions because he did a cat skin on him. Right. And his yes. pineal gland was engorged. Pineal, pineal, well, uh, they say it right. They say it a couple different times. It don't matter. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's a gland apparently that is, it, it's a, it's a real gland that is very small. Uh, no one really knows what it's for. And some people call it like the third eye and they reference that. Well, <laughs> we'll get that. Yeah. She, when he mentions that the doctor says, let's put him in for a cat scan. You know, and they see that it's enlarged, which shouldn't happen. So she immediately is like, oh, this is important. Um, right. And she wants to use it to study to help uh, because this is still a time when uh, shock therapy and lobotomies yeah. are still fairly common when really sometimes just most of the time, just really good medication and therapy can help you along with any sort of mental instabilities you may have in your life. My God, how many, yeah. uh, there's so many people that have been, okay. What I'm trying to say is she's getting away from the barbaric scientific practices of the time and trying to usher in a new way of thinking. And that's why she's so very interested in, okay, if you can stimulate this part of the brain, maybe we can cure different kinds of, or at least manage incurable, yeah. uh, what what are currently incurable. So I think she's ahead of her time. I think she's really doing the Lord's work, so to speak. But uh, that's that's what's so that's what's kind of interesting. This is maybe the only thing this movie actually says outside of <laughs> gross. <laughs> outside of outside of. It's voice? gross with a message. Right, right. So that's that's really, I, I think that was the, if there can be a message that there is better, or, or science should always be challenged, let's find new ways to do things and stop being so barbaric at times. Yeah, well, I so I 100% agree with you because she even says later on in the movie that I wonder how many other patients mm -hmm. have an enlarged pineal gland. Um and that's something she wanted to start checking that people that are, you know, diagnosed with psychosis. My interest was peaked and never answered was there's obviously the doctor that runs the psych ward. She's calling what the uh, Barbara Crampton's character as barbaric. She's saying, I know what you're doing to these people when you take them. That, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're so right. I'm curious <laughs> because we, we see how she gets later on here in a little bit. So I hundred percent agree with you. And uh, again, that's the message they're trying to say in this movie without just beating you on the head, literally with it, because what they do is they make it gross and funny yes. as it goes yes. on. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, essentially Dr. Crawford gets turned over to uh, Dr. Catherine's care. 
and her first instance is, let's go back to the crime scene. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, he's trying to investigate it. Well, he will take a detective with us. He's in the psych yeah. ward because he was charged with the murder with literally twisting off the head of his uh, his doctor. His doctor Pre- doctor uh, Pretorius. Right. Yeah. And there was no blood when the head was twisted <laughs> off. So the crime scene makes no sense. Mm. And they're just trying to wrap their head around what he's babbling on about. The detective literally says the dude's head was twisted off and there's no blood. Explain that to me, doctor. Right. I mean, so, you know, this guy's already like something ain't right. Cause he's kind of the one that kind of gave the final okay for this doctor to take it, take him into mm-hmm. custody. And as Nate mentioned, she does at least smartly take a cop with her. Uh, Ken Forey, you know, this man the is a character. Lovely Ken Forey. He's been in a lot of stuff, and, hasn't he? I've, I've uh, seen him before. He was in uh, Dawn of the okay. Dead, the original one. Oh, Dawn that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's where I've seen him. He was in TV show after TV show. He's like one of the great villains in some of these. Uh, one of the movies, a matter of fact, I just watched it the other day. He was in Rob Zombie's Halloween. And he's Grizzly. Oh. Yeah. In, in the rest Big area. Big Joe Grizzly. Big Joe Grizzly. Wow. Uh, okay, I didn't put yeah, that together. That's okay. him. He's the one that throws hands with mm-hmm. Michael. He does. <laughs> um, but he plays Bubba Brownlee. Talk about a name in a movie. Oh, Bubba yeah. Brownlee. So they go back to the house because uh, she wants to see the resonator, obviously. Crawford is just manic. He's just in this state of, you know, I got to get out of here. And we find, later, you know, as, as it goes on, he is on a mission to destroy the resonator. That, yeah, that's said, the like, only thing on his mind. You should probably just instantly destroy that machine, like when he got there. <laughs> like, I didn't he was understand just that like, either. No. <laughs> yeah, so they they go into the house. They have keys to it because all they did was lock the main gate to keep people out of the crime scene. The power is all off uh, to the house. Obviously, they have to have a reason for that. And Crawford disappears on them. They turn their back for a second. He's gone. Um. So they go down to the basement, and kind of important, they go down to the basement. That's where the breaker box is. Again, the oddest, oldest school breaker box <laughs> with just these two giant commercial fuses and a throw <laughs> handle. I'm the contractor of the group here, yeah, so I'm right. just like, that's not residential electrical. What I is was going on here? Was that here? up to code? <laughs> that was not code. Even when he goes, I had to make some modifications to the electric, I'm like, no, sir. Mm-hmm. Extension cords, and that's all that. Is. <laughs> but <laughs> so they, uh, her and Bubba, go upstairs to where the resonator is because they're they, in their detectiveness. They go, I bet these cables lead to the resonator. I laughed out loud at that one. I was like, Oh, really, Batman? Let's see where these cables go. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock, huh? Uh, and we follow them upstairs, and in the midst of that, we see Crawford has an, the the axe that he threw through the door, and he's kind of hiding in the shadows in the room with the resonator, and he doesn't pop out till they walk into the room and turn the light on, and Bubba stops him from taking the axe to the resonator, is what we're finding out, and her only explanation was, let him go. He's reliving what happened that night. Uh... Oh, God. Oh my God! No, he's not. Let him let him destroy this. I already know what's getting ready to happen. That's science in action, man. That's right. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so 
basically we get him rebuilding the machine because he did take some pieces off of it when he turned it off from the initial attack uh, when he was by himself. So he's rebuilding it. She's like reading through papers and all this other stuff. And Bubba's just watching and he fixes it. And she is dead set to turn this bad boy on. She is gung ho. Let's do it. And Crawford is trying to like explain to her, really. I mean, it's not like he was telling her, no, he's like, look, nobody move. If you don't move, they can't see you. Right. It's a T-Rex syndrome. Exactly. What I thought Jurassic Park. It was Drax. They're based on Drax. I am incredibly still. My movements are imperceptible. So he's basically laying out the rules of engagement, Mm -hmm. which all get broken. So it's a horror movie, of course. And he goes, because of so much was damaged, all that control, all our, our, our fail safes, the computers smashed, everything smashed. So I wired it up so the whole thing runs off that three-inch switch. Mm-hmm. I had a reason <laughs> to keep bringing that up. Uh, was I've now wired it so now it's on-off. It's uh-huh. full-on, full-off. Yeah. And That's a good they idea. Go, they go full-on. No, no GFS switch there at all, huh? And, and we neglected to talk about this at the very beginning, but... It, there is a a glow from this machine that in this transfer to digital was absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was this hot pink magenta to purple to fuchsia. Green. There was blue. ever so yeah. slightly. Yeah, there was all these other slight spectrums. But it lit, it like illuminated that room so beautifully. Right. And it wasn't like sickly glow. Like everything wasn't reflecting it. it you like you saw where it was coming from and it lit the right pieces mm-hmm. of the set. I love I, again. I said it. This movie visually is a 10. I love because that's that's when you know you're in another dimension. When they flip that switch and that light comes on, it's just. Yep, we're, we're in this. The resonating field is what they call it. Yeah, it was mesmerizing for sure. It totally was. Every time that we saw those lights come on, we very quickly learned something bad. (laughs) Yes. So you get this beauty and then the beast literally all within seconds. Uh, Yeah. So they immediately break their own rules. So they start seeing these. New to us, these little jellyfish-looking. Oh right, right. It wasn't the eels. It was the. It, it was wasn't jellyfish, the eels. Right? Jellyfish, nasty ass yep. jellyfish. Yeah. And Bubba walks towards him <laughs> right. and reaches out to touch it, and immediately gets bit on the arm. So me not watching it, I'm going, "Yep, that's how this dude's going to die." Mm-hmm. I already know it. That's what's <laughs> happening. Well, um, Crawford gets ready to throw the switch off. And uh, the do- the woman says, no, don't. And she walks to Bubba. And Crawford's in the background going, how many times do I have to tell you guys to quit <laughs> flipping moving? Stop moving. He's like, I told don't. you not to stare at it. Just don't move. Yeah, just don't have it be just, on. Just look. And as he gets ready to turn it off, you know, fi- finally, he hears Dr. Pretorius's voice. And so we're like, you know, as the audience, you don't see him. We see them looking at him for a bit. And then we get this shadowy figure of a man, you know, nothing crazy when we first see Pretorius. And the he slowly kind of comes into the, the glow of the light. 
He's naked. We got we got a pretty nice man butt there. I was more distracted by his hamburger on his chest. That, oh yeah, that's that seventies, eighties man hair. <laughs> oh. So they're talking to Pretorius as as if he survived the attack. Because Bubba's like, "Hey man, where you been hiding?" And Crawford kind of steps in the middle, and he's like, "Dude, I saw you die. Like I I literally saw your head leave." And he goes, I, "I'm here." I am flesh. Reach out and touch me if you don't believe me. And this is when we really finally get the feel for this movie and what we're in store for for the rest is Crawford reaches out to touch him on the shoulder and his fingers <laughs> literally press into his flesh like an inch. Right, like Silly Putty or Play-Doh. Oh, oh it, was, it was so Silly Putty. And he pulls his hand back and he's like, you know, Crawford's like trying to put together in his head what's going on. And then all of a sudden Pretorius is like, it's just flesh as his face smelts off. So he like good. rips it off. He goes, and then, oh, that's right. He rips <laughs> it off. <laughs> like, I'll show you what flesh can do. The muscle structure starts popping off of his face like the thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Funny. You get these tentacles that just start going crazy and spewing all over the place and liquid all over everywhere. And then he rips his head in half. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just for fun. Yeah, and he's you know just what? doing it. I would have need a bigger mop bucket because I would have been puking everywhere. Uh-huh. I had the biggest smile when this happened. Uh-huh. I, I was like, oh, they're going for it. And they're going hard. Because he pulls his head apart. And this arm tentacle thing comes flying out of his like torso towards Bubba. And Crawford finally flips the three-inch switch. That's how I'm referring to that from the, sure. rest of the episode. Uh, yes. <laughs> flips it off and everything disappears because uh, we can't perceive them and they can't perceive us when the machine's not on. And now we know Crawford isn't crazy. So, like, maybe we should just destroy the machine. Like, all right, we figured it out. But nope, they just want to keep on running that experiment. Right. Not they. Not they. Oh, she. <laughs> she. Well, yeah. I think that she got mesmerized or something hypnot maybe not hypnotized well i can answer i can answer all okay maybe I, okay i missed it then. oh charlie's gonna give us an Go, answer bring it bring it well, baby yeah. bring it um it enlarged their glands oh it enlarged well, the of pineal course. gland oh, yes yeah. of course it did so then they, yeah. now they are more sensitive too and they all Which even even bubba did start having some uh fun dreams as uh yeah as the evening as he slept he was definitely as having yeah, them dreams so the, they all experienced what Crawford did in the you're first right, you're right. few minutes of it being on. But what it did was she was already like trying to prove something. She was out there to solve a problem. She she was on the verge of the greatest breakthrough than the guy that first looked into a microscope and saw an amoeba. And I love Bubba's line was, yeah, but I bet the amoeba didn't try and eat him. It's I was like, that is the greatest. So she whatever happened with her gland just elevated her desire to learn more about the resonator. Um, so they kind of go back downstairs and regroup and Bubba's like, let's get out. We're, we done. We're done. No, he's being the smart, reasonable one. Yeah. Like, no, I've seen enough. I got bit by a jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> this I'm out. Right. Crawford. It, Crawford's like, I want to destroy it. We just need to destroy it. She's like, no, we have, we need to, we got to do the next test. That was test one. And they're like, did you not just see what we saw? Well, everyone decides it's time to take a break. 
So we get this sequence of they're all trying to go to sleep. Yes. She gets woke up uh, and goes up to the machine and turns it on with no one else around. And Pretorius is waiting for her to turn that thing on. And that's where we get the cover art mm-hmm. for the VHS. Because he's, so, he's evolved, so to speak. Yeah, so every time we see him, it's a different form. Yes. Yeah, and he's so, in his second stage of like yeah. Pokemon form. So what you see <laughs> right. is, exactly, you can still make out his face and his body, but like one whole side of him is just deformed and just moving around. Very, very, I love the special effects in this movie. I can't say enough about the visuals. Of There's the more effects. goo as well. <laughs> oh, he is so slimy in this. Uh there was probably more slimy goo in this movie than in my bedroom when I was 15. Ew. <laughs> I need to go wash. Uh, see you I'm telling <laughs> Hannah on you. That's all right. Nasty. <laughs> Nasty. Um, so er, while the resonator's on, and this is how I figured out that everyone's glands was, a, was affected, was Bubba is kind of rubbing his head, and even Crawford, who has been exposed to it the most, that little spot in his forehead starts bulging and it wakes him up and runs upstairs. They, uh, he runs upstairs before Bubba. Bubba doesn't quite wake up, wake up. He, you just see him kind of tossing and turning. So Crawford runs upstairs, sees that she's talking to uh, Pretorius. So Pretorius grabs her, threatens her, and Crawford ditches the machine and runs down the stairs. Bubba finally hears this and we get underwear model Bubba running around the house, chasing Dr. Crawford. Yes, we do. Oh my God. (laughs) And Crawford, you know, he thinks he's like trying to get away or he hurt, you know, the other doctor. And he's like, no, I got to get to the breaker. I have to kill the main power, you know, that we hooked up. So they both to the three inch switch. The three inch (laughs) switch is out of reach. So they run downstairs, which is now like three feet of water, and the most glorious, glorious creature I think I've seen in a long time. That giant maw of a worm. Yeah. It was was tremors and Uh dune. I was gonna say we got the dune worm in a basement. The sandworm and a xenomorph all made it, all had this parasite living in it. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it uh, it is attacking Crawford and Bubba. Crawford is fighting with it. Bubba, who is a cop and has guns, decides to run up to the kitchen and grab a kitchen knife (laughs) and goes flying off the stairs and stabs this thing like repeatedly so Crawford can somewhat get away. He gets knocked off, and this worm grabs Crawford, at Crawford and starts eating him. Like, full-on body is up inside this thing. It's munching on his head. Bubba's trying. Crawford's he's having like, a bad night. He's being bad. gobbled up. Bubba's running, you know, like, looking around all panicked, like, what do I do? And I'm sitting there in my chair going, turn the flip a switch. <laughs> flip the breaker switch, man. They flip the switch. Everything goes back. Uh, Pretorius disappears. She runs back down. She rips everything off of the machine. She pulls all of the wires. She's trying to do everything she can so it can't turn back on. Um, Bubba is carrying a now bald 
Jeffrey Combs Crawford upstairs because the worm Professor ate X. His, yeah. Yeah, he was very very much so Professor X, right? Then we get to the part that I really feel like they probably could have left out of this movie. <laughs> Do it. Go for it. Dr. Pretorius is a fiend in more ways than one. He has a sex room in this house. Dominatrix, uh, chains, whips, BDSM, whatever you want to call it. Whatever your kink is, we're not here to shame. No. This guy's into it. And no, no, we're as, not. Man. As long as there is enthusiastic consent, whatever there you do in consent. the bedroom is your own business. As long as all parties are on board. But Dr. Pretorius, it is found out that is uh, he is a deviant at best. Kind of one-sided. Very much know, so, and it's a real shame. We talk about the consent thing. There is no consent in what's about to happen. No. There, there is that. <laughs> the consent is a two-way street, for sure. Yes. So she is, you can, you start getting the thing that she is fully under this whole pineal gland situation. It's Un- like under elevating. a spell, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, she, she is, is very like, under a spell. And so it's elevating the sexual arousals mm-hmm. and everything. And she's kind of walking around the room, touching all of these like straps and all the stuff. And she finds a wardrobe mm-hmm. with this Swings, leather, mm-hmm. everything. And she stuff. finds a, a leather outfit that she's really happy to find. Uh, <laughs> just, that's just so happens to fit her perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> Quite perfect. <laughs> yeah, it did. It just happens to be that way. Well said, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> all the while Crawford's passed out like almost comatose on the couch and she puts on this outfit and goes over to Crawford at bald headed sores all over his body Crawford and she gets friendly overtly um, until Bubba walks in and basically calls her out like uh, what you doing and she tries to woo him Bubba ain't having none of that. Bubba, you, you think for a second, like, You're right? Bubba's, th- Bubba's thinking about it, but then he grabs a hold of her, and obviously there's a mirror on the ceiling for reasons unknown. <laughs> unknown. <laughs> what? Come on. All I know is because of Bride of Chucky, I don't trust mirrors on the ceiling. Right. 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 That's great. All it takes is one doll to throw a wine bottle up at that thing. And you're all getting killed. <laughs> you're all dead. That was an awesome kill. I did like that kill. So in the midst of Bubba shaking her to try to snap her out of everything, what's happening elsewhere is we see the machine is reassembling itself. Uh, the breaker box starts sparking. Um, the wires, I was really surprised. I was expecting the wires to kind of do that stop motion. Yeah, the same Rammy sort of thing happening yeah. there. Yeah. They but it didn't really well. They they just like the electrical charge just kind of bridges the gap. You know, yeah. it never actually. Now they do do it when it goes upstairs. Uh, she had unplugged like I don't know nine connectors. Mm-hmm. She yanked them right out of the wall, and they snake their way back up. Right. Yeah. So those yeah. snake up, pause for a second, and then jump into the machine. I I love that little bit of. This not quite Harryhausen, but you get that kind of stop yeah. motion ish kind of, and I, I dug it. I really did. Um, so basically, what's happened is Pretorius has figured out how to manipulate 
outside of his he, realm. Right. He can cross right. over into our realm. And that, that's what starts that's what starts the scary part of this. Like you're you're yes. starting to be able to breach dimensions or, or whatever this is all about. Yeah. They and I love how it's still very vague on what we're experiencing. Oh, you know, no one explained never, nothing in this and that's wonderful. No. <laughs> but you're 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 also going, is this hell? Is this <laughs> right. another dimension? Is this what is what is this? Purgatory? So uh, the machine assembles itself, and every the all the electric starts going crazy. So everyone like realizes it. Um, Doctor Crawford kind of Undertaker's up, sits straight up, like <laughs> Undertaker, <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, "Someone turned the resonator on." They all run upstairs, and sure enough, the resonator's on, and we get the visual of basically Pretorius and his final like form this one was like I- i'm just picturing the thing mm-hmm. yeah he's got like a big belly and like it, yeah stubby legs and he's really stretched out his final yeah. form of being a pokemon now <laughs> he has finally hit that evolution yeah and as uh they try to go turn off the machine these I'm going to call them bees because there's no other way to think about them. They buzz. Bees, they buzz. Right, for sure. Something, yeah. uh, but Hornets, we figure whatever. out, we kind of figure out they're semi, like, like flesh eating because they're semi? Like, tearing at. What are you talking about, semi? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Way to go, Pete. Way to go, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I, I Pete buried the lead on attention. that, didn't I? <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're like focused on Crawford and uh, Barbara Carrampton. I keep Dr. Catherine. So they're focused on them. Um, and you can see like all these like openings of sores opening up on Crawford. Even her face is getting all bloodied up. Mm-hmm. So the bee, these bees are attacking them and Bubba runs up the steps and the bees aren't attacking him right away. And he's, he's like, okay, I got to turn the machine off. So he goes to grab the, uh, the power cord, but uh, Pretorius had like welded, the plugins you saw them like glow this really weird glow when they plugged in so you get this illusion that they are not coming out yeah he's making sure that he is going to be staying in our realm that he is not going anywhere like you've already tried to cut his power source once he's he's done playing around right uh so bubba sees that the axe was hung back up in the rafters which i i found very odd he just walks over to the axe, yeah. grabs it. I don't remember anybody putting it back up there. <laughs> I don't either. Like, they never said that's where the axe was. And he goes, and at first, you know, he's, like, looking at what, should he hit the machine, and he gets shocked, and he gets pushed back from it. So he looks at the power cord, and you're like, yeah, dummy, cut it in half. Well, he swings that axe down, and it doesn't do anything. The electricity, like, jumps through the axe. And keeps the connection. You're, you're the contractor. Like, Is that how electricity works? Um, sort of, maybe. On a certain amount really. of voltage. <laughs> on on okay. a certain amount of voltage, right. yes. And what they're portraying as voltage, I could somewhat believe. It. <laughs> All right. Because um, right. it okay. can jump. It's not going to be constant, and it would probably blow everything. <laughs> right. I just right. realized he was not in FR safety gear, and that would be a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But uh, so Bubba tries to cut through it. It doesn't work. Um, and I, I don't understand his thought process on this, but he pulls out a flashlight and shines it around and I guess 
realizes that the bees are attracted to the light. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. It, it just was like, no, we, we got to get the bees off of Barbara Crampton. Let's let's have a let's put a light on her. What, what's that let's called? What a MacGuffin? <laughs> I yeah. think it's literally a MacGuffin. <laughs> I, I think the thought process bugs are attracted to light. It, what, you know, like you turn your outside light uh-huh. on. Yeah. So he shines this light and he shines it in a corner of the room. Well, instead of flipping, holding the flashlight to get him off everyone, he throws it and it lands pointing right back at his freaking face. (laughs) And every bug bee flesh eating thing decides to go after him now and literally eat him down to the bone. To the bones. It's so wonderfully gross. Like he is nothing but guts, bones, and a face. And a head. His head yeah. was still head there. Still it's moving still around. Bubba. <laughs> everything around him is just gone. His entire just his entire eaten. body has been eaten, stripped to the yeah. bone, and his head is just like, oh, I don't feel so good. It's like his facial <laughs> expression is just like shock of like, oh, yeah. I done messed up. <laughs> I mean, this whole time he's been wearing like this, like you know, bright orange football jersey, mm-hmm. and now there's like these skeleton arms <laughs> with goo hanging his off rib of them. cages sticking out. It's oh, gloriously it's gory. I mean, oh, it really it's was. Fantastic. I can I can overlook the flashlight MacGuffin just because that kill. It was worth what, it. Worth uh, you know, it. Dang it, guys! I'm slacking. I'm slacking. Bloody marvelous! Bloody marvelous! Bloody marvelous! Bloody marvelous! Um, so he's dead, and uh, Doctor Crawford is. Reeling in pain still, but um, Dr. Pretorius starts talking to them. Like, uh, you know, you guys need to be, you know, join with me. He's trying to convince her to come to him. Um, he's taught, he then starts talking to Crawford because Crawford's just like, no, you know, we gotta, we can't have this. You gotta go away. And uh, one of it's in the trailer, but one of the few drops that I like from. Uh, Pretorius was in talking to both of them. He he does this. Humans are such easy prey. You know, humans are such easy prey. So I basically like right after he says that, um, Crawford's forehead literally just <laughs> opens up, like and this is it. This. Dongle for 5G comes running out of his forehead. Tentacle eye. Uh huh. (laughs) And it's just moving around. And I'm like, this is awesome. Dr. Catherine uh, kind of breaks away from Pretorius. He's like, has tentacles again wrapped around her. And she grabs a fire extinguisher that has like the foam in it. Mm -hmm. And she covers the machine. Like it's. It's like Ghostbusters 2 yeah. all over again. Yes, it and is. And she slimes it back, and it shuts it off, basically. It, it disrupts it. Did, yeah, it must have disrupted it. Did it cool it down? I don't know. I wasn't real sure, but that's how we got from here to hey, there. It worked. It worked, whatever. It, it, allowed yeah, it don't matter. It's away. a movie. Don't worry about it, right? Yeah, they had to They had to escape that when they go to Better the Better than the flashlight. This is yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and as Nate says, now we uh, our, our next block and pretty much the final block of the movie is we end up back at the psychiatric hospital. Um, we, we see Dr. Crawford laying on the operating table with the woman doctor we saw earlier, and 
she gets closer to like squeeze his head and this sucker again just comes flying out of this dude's forehead startles the hell out of her she uh she like basically just stops like uh, i don't know what to do with this like put him in a room for right now or no they put him in a room they 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 put him under guard because she has to go deal with uh dr catherine she's out sitting in the waiting area and she goes hysterical she's like it was all true the resonator did all this stuff there's a creature we have to destroy it because it'll destroy the earth we don't know how far this can reach you know she's she's talking to us she's making sense to everyone else she's schizophrenic she sounds just like crawford yes right he got to the hospital Mm -hmm. so the the detective from the beginning of the movie's back and he's like look i gave you your chance you you blew it one of my guys is apparently dead because uh they went back to the house we find out and so you're you're getting locked up and this doctor that runs the place is like yep you're basically mine now and sends her for electroshock therapy exactly what Pete was talking about earlier honestly to me that was the most terrifying part of this horror movie was the real life electroshock therapy that they were instantly like yeah just throw her in that and start you know Wiggling those, give her the brain, Jim. Uh, Jimmy's. There's, there's a nurse that's like going. Uh, we shouldn't do that. That's not what. She's not in that kind of state of mind. And the, the, the head doctor lady's like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Do it. Your, your job is to do what I say. And we kind of get this feeling that the guy that administ- administers he liked, it, he liked that. Really oh, likes his job. He mm-hmm. likes to do that. Like he just enjoys going and being like, electroshock that one, electroshock that one, lobotomize yeah. that one. Electroshot that one. Like he just goes down on line at the that hospital. That was probably when he saw that at career day. He's like, <laughs> "Oh boy, oh boy, that's the career day I missed." <laughs> that's it. It was that, or it was bring your kid to work day. Oh, he uh, liked daddy's ooh. job. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> Which is worse? Which is worse? Um. So while they're prepping her for electroshock, Crawford gets out, full bulging head. He opens up this door to what we find out is the pathology lab, like all the specimens and everything are. And we get to see through the third eye. We get to perceive what the world looks like through the pineal gland. Yeah. And for 1986, for the budget they had, I dug these effects. Oh, it's sweet looking. It's a, yeah, it's a weird, uh, not, it's not a lens filter, but it's like a reverse uh it's like a negative you're taking yeah it's how daredevil sees the world yes yeah exactly yeah Uh uh-huh when he sees a brain it's that nice green color from reanimator (laughs) yes it is and that means that means yum yums (laughs) (laughs) brains it's what's for dinner Uh uh-huh so it cuts away from that the head doctor goes back to crawford's room realizes he's gone uh, goes and stops the brain fry of the electroshock therapy. Like, you know, Crawford's out. We have everyone on deck. Basically, we got to find him. She sees all this goo again coming out from under the door of the pathology lab. And she opens up the door, and we are greeted by Dr. Crawford kneeling on the ground next to this container with a brain and eating it up. Like it was the Jello Jiggler of all Jello Jigglers. It looked delicious. 
and he, he said is, it was delicious. He's <laughs> munching the town, and we are now led to understand that when the pineal gland is out, that's kind of controlling him. Mm-hmm. When it goes back in, it kind of snaps him out of whatever he was under. So she starts trying to calmly talk to him, like you know, don't, don't. She's like, don't eat that. No shit. It's going to make you sick. Don't eat that. Um, so the pineal gland goes back in his head. He kind of snaps out of it for a second. He's like, he's all distraught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like spitting out the brain out of his mouth, like wiping himself off. Like, I can't believe what I'm doing. She's, you know, getting closer to him, like just trying to get control of the patient. And as she does, happy doo-doo comes out of his freaking forehead again. And you see through its eyes. I keep thinking of new words to call it because I'm tired of saying pineal gland. Right. Um, and it shows her brain glowing that green. So you're like, okay, I've seen zombie movies. I've seen a lot of horror movies. He's going to like rip her head open or like bite her neck. I'm like, I'm preparing myself for probably some just good old fashioned kill and gore Brains. i was i was not i was so good dude puts his entire mouth over her eye socket yes. and sucks the brains out of her head <laughs> I, if i could have oh. stood up and clapped I would have stood up and clapped at that moment. Uh. I'm like, bravo. That is. It deserves. Yeah. The trumpet playing, the uh. celebration, the crowd cheering. Hooray. It, it deserves all that. That was the last thing I expected that. <laughs> it really was. He decides to go for like the turkey of eyeball eating because he just starts munching down on everyone. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So That's now, now he's one. loose. No, it's not. Like, we, we get the shock of, wow, that just happened. Guess what? You're going to see that in about 30 more seconds. <laughs> yeah. Eyeball. Eat. Eyeball. So, brain. <laughs> while, while everyone's looking for him, Dr. Catherine breaks free of her bonds because they're trying to take her to uh, a, a holding cell, and she gets away. Well, Crawford's outside, sees her leave, and in the middle of that, a, an ambulance actually does pull up, so he hides in the shadows, and they're offloading this drunk guy. It's kind of funny. This guy's just kind of going all off. The one ER guy is getting ready to roll the drunk into the hospital, and Crawford jumps right out and obviously sucks his freaking brain nom, out nom, of his nom, eyeball. Nom, 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 nom. And all you hear is this drunk guy screaming, like, the dude with the snake in his head killed him. Right. The dude with the snake in his head. The other girl comes walking around, like, thinking the dude just left. Like, he's laying, like, two feet away from you, lady. Just look down. And she's trying to push the gurney, and it's stuck, and she looks. And you see the guy laying there, and the eyeball. Like, Crawford doesn't eat the eyeballs, apparently. It's, like, hanging down by his jawbone still somewhat attached to the retinal nerve <laughs> and all this goo and gore around the eyeball. And you're like, Holy shit, that's awesome. And then Crawford grabs her and from behind is trying to suck out her eyeball. She stabs him with the biggest MacGyver knife I've ever seen right. in my entire <laughs> life. And you're like, okay, she might get away. No, no, nope. no. Nope. Her he, eyeball is on the dinner plate. Now. He <laughs> finishes her off and ignores the drunk 
And he steals the ambulance, and we get to the beginning of our climax at the back at the house. So Crawford is uh, behind Dr. Catherine. Not by a lot. So he sucked out two eyeballs and stolen a van in the amount of time that she's probably driven there. And I'm going to come to the point where I literally busted out, what is going on? And Jackie's looking at me. She has crafted an explosive device. An amazing explosive device. Uh Out of an alarm clock. (laughs) Yep. And what I'm guessing we're supposed to believe is dynamite. Dynamite. But it's six of dynamite. It's paper towel tubes with the ends (laughs) capped off and painted brown, not red, not black, brown, and little squiggly wires coming out. And she sets the little timer on her alarm clock for five minutes. And I'm just like, you gotta be effing kidding me! I, She's I an said, excellent homemade I'm, bomb maker. I'm looking at J- Jackie's like, this is a funny thing I want to bring up later. But during all this, Jackie is trying to stay awake during this movie. Don't ask me how. She was just tired, a long day with the kids. But I bust out, and she's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Look at what <laughs> she has!" And she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so she plants a bomb. With five minutes, which, okay, I believe that. Enough time to get out, run away. All this stuff goes on. She's working her way back down the stairs, and that's when Crawford shows up. And Crawford is under the influence of the, the gland. gland. <laughs> the hoobity-boobity yeah. coming out his of his little forehead. little typical eye is uh, the one calling the shots right now. Let's, let's call it, I was going to call it Pete, but let's call it Fred. Fred is coming out of his forehead. <laughs> wow. So he traps her in the sex room and straps her up to the harnesses hanging from the ceiling. Right. And gets ready to suck her eyeball and brain out. <laughs> and in the struggle that out of all this movie, this is when I went, uh, ooh. Oh, same. She, it, oh. she bites Fred off of his forehead. Uh, yes! Yeah, she chomps down on it and, like, uh, twists and pulls, and it's just this little uh, uh, tentacle. Oh, so good. And then spits it out. Uh-huh. It's just bite, chomp, spit. And he kind of snaps out of it, but he's obviously reeling from pain, and he's disconnected from everything. And I'm reeling in pain because I just watched <laughs> Fred get decapitated off of his forehead so Pretorius appears at the doorway of the sex room and (laughs) Crawford's still like reeling from Fred being bit off his forehead as you do it hurt me to (laughs) see that happen yeah I don't even have the little Fred and it hurt me I was uh no that was to me that's the that's the one thing in this movie that that was it So um, Pretorius is going towards Catherine because he kind of wants to meld with her to be of one mind. So he, he's on this whole sexual mm-hmm. kick. And we really get this really cool, like Crawford finally standing up to Pretorius. And he's like, um, 
it's not going to work because it didn't work when you were alive. You're, you're an impotent person. You, you know, you have no idea what all those words you're saying mean. We get the weirdest phrase I've ever heard is, uh, the the doctor going why don't you show me? <laughs> it's you that's number you too um so pretorius you know is just trying to you know he's he is in full slime mode too he's in that like final 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 stage of gross he's just a, and, a fleshy blob of something and and think of yeah. think of a giant thing right that's that's the it, best it, you it, can describe it it's the it's it's if you've seen the thing yeah, just you know think about like. that thing talking mm-hmm. that's more what, jelly <laughs> more jelly right so crawford's still like goading him like you know challenging him so pretorius takes his attention away from dr catherine you know she's tied up basically so why worry and crawford leads him away and they go running upstairs so pretorius goes up to protect it you know to protect the resonator they have a little bit of a tussle back and forth and then dr crawford runs back downstairs and it's really weird in this scene he runs and then stops and looks back at him like he's he's trying to get him to follow him and i didn't understand what his end game was because it doesn't work out to his favor (laughs) So he goes down like these, like two or three flights of stairs and he finally stops and he's like, just come at me. And I think I saw the moment because there's a thing where they talk about that this film ran out of budget. I think this is the one scene they didn't have enough budget to do correctly because Pretorius like flies at him and it's not the slug looking dude. It's like this flying bird mouth. It, but the coloring is so bland and dull. It was almost black and white. Did you guys see that too? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was like yeah. a two seconds, little bit of. Uh, uh, it was. It was definitely a stop motion creature. Yeah. But it, the the color palette was off. It didn't match its surroundings. I think it was like let's get get the shit done because we're out of money. And it was really unfortunate. And because then the next a scene, you miss it kind of moment they're right, thinking too. Probably. The next scene is the actual puppet that grabs glorious grabs jeffrey combs and it's right it is gorgeous well as horrific as it is but yeah well it's like this locust looking body like it has segmented body structure to the back of it and its mouth is just this maw of teeth that open up over top of crawford's head bites down and now we see how pretorius died at the beginning (laughs) it twists the head off it's like it's resealing the cap of the body that's literally what it's doing yeah Yeah. i was like oh we can't make a mess in this gooey gooey movie let's seal it up and rips the head so now this head is inside of this body and we cut back to dr catherine and the resonator's in full effect. It's like affecting the entire house. And the eel creatures are back. This is and the, they're floating this around. Is so dumb. This is the only part. I, yeah, I felt like mad. this. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This could have been done. Like, this is the point where Crawford, in, in normal mode, should have went and freed her. And then faced off with Pretorius. That yes. would have made more uh-huh. sense. That would have made uh-huh. more sense. Do the what heroic we- save. What we get is she's trying to be steel because all of a sudden she remembered the rules. They based on movement, 
and she's like trying to figure out how to get out and she looks at the the wrist bonds and she's like i think if i wiggle my wrist the eel will bite the bonds right and that's what they do Mm. and you get this as Bad, eels are known to do. <laughs> right. Bad graphic of eels uh. chomping at the one hand. Well, that worked, but she still looks at the other hand worried, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, and jiggles her arm in the weirdest. <clears throat> it was so unnatural. <laughs> and the eels come back, and they bite it off. But wait, we're not done. So now she's surrounded by, like, four eels, which I feel like, I could get past fairly quickly. Nope, she has a pack of uh, a pocket of matches, a matchbook. Mm-hmm. Strikes one, lights the entire pack. I'm like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing, and throws it at the doorway for all of the eels to run to. Why would you throw the matchbook <laughs> to the doorway? Where you're trying when to you're in a mind. hurry. And you want to light an entire matchbook because we all know it's really cool to do and it's a yeah, lot oh yeah. of fun. We've all about it. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of get distracted and then we probably went, oh shit, I need to go that way. And I swear that production figured out they screwed up because they don't show her running out of the door. They slice cut to her running down a hallway. You don't yes. even get to see her leave the room where she threw everything. But at least they're like, hey, instead of reshooting it, just cut it. Yeah, they're like, she got out, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Cool, she could have done that any thousand other ways. And so the the Pretorius monster is downstairs because it just ripped Crawford's head off. So her only escape is upstairs. And I have no idea why a river of goo comes flowing down the stairs. Oh, yeah. out of other rooms, out of everywhere, this, and it's not water, it has Something. body to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, at this point, though, screw it, why not just have everything oh, just dude, start they to go, come at you? We are at the antithesis of this movie where they just go for it. It's now time to just let the the gore flow. Yeah. So she runs upstairs. We already know there's a bomb up there. So she's like, this is the only place I have to go. (laughs) Pregorius chases her up the stairs and, you know, back into his other form with the head kind of floating off of a tentacle and talking to her and taunting. And then it screams in pain. And these fingers come out of his mouth and rip the head open from inside. And Crawford's naked upper torso. Good. Oh, my oh God, it's, it's so good. He's escaping it like Ace Ventura is escaping that rhino. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. He is just I hate that movie, but that's through, exactly what he might he's doing. Like, it's just so hot oh, in here. Man. Perfection, <laughs> sir. Perfection. And he gets somewhat out of it and is yelling at her, please, you have to get away, run away. And she's like, you're in the way. <laughs> so she has nowhere to go. And these. And again, a lot of homages to the thing. These little, like, tendrils of flesh whip up and wrap around his body and reabsorb him. The closest thing I can compare this whole segment to is if you've ever seen the movie The Society, and there is an ending segment. Oh, I don't really want to ruin it for you guys. Yeah, I'm gonna li- I'll leave <laughs> I, it at this. I'll forget it real quick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 
body orgy with a lot of bodies and it's one big mass. Oh, now I want to there are right. there are <laughs> there are faces coming out of body parts. <laughs> Uh, so if anyone's ever seen the end of society, that's what Crawford and Pretorius look like right now. So Pretorius reabsorbs Crawford, goes back after Dr. Catherine, yells again, and hands are coming out of the side of his body now. So Crawford is literally trying to tear this guy apart. And we start seeing the countdown of the bomb. We're down to like 10 seconds, nine seconds. Uh, they have now dissolved into these two skulls nipping at each other yes. in this massive goo. Yes. Oh, I loved it's it. It was so, so glorious. And she's finally able to get past it because, you know, essentially Crawford is distracting him. And these two hand puppet skulls <laughs> are like chatterboxing at each other the entire yes, time. That's exactly what yeah. they are doing. And the the timer's ticking down to the last couple seconds, and she flipping full runs to the window on the third floor attic, knees first, oh. like like John McClane from Die yep. Hard. Yeah, out that window as the explosion goes off and lands but in the unlike yard. John McClane, she doesn't have anything to catch her or right. hold on right. to her, so she, she just plummets. Nails that superhero landing. Uh, breaks both but, her legs. <laughs> and breaks both her knees instantly. And blows one knee uh, out. Completely oh, out. And it's so gross it's to really see gross. like the, the knee and the bone like uh-huh. sticking out and just the But blood that that's from. really good detail because uh, a, a lesser movie would not have done that. They would oh my leg. No, hurt. no, it would just this be like, oh, she's got bone. some blood on oh, her. Oh, it was wonderful. It. We get a beautiful, glorious final shot of her screaming and I it's just like the that. final shot that like kind of like you go inside of her mouth almost like you can see and it's just that like perfect her scream craft descent into madness right her scream turned into laughs and laughter yeah, she, hysterical yeah. laughter mm-hmm. it's just she has now been broken mm-hmm. like yeah. this has done oh, her in the whole thing she's tried to cure psychosis it has just now took over her brain yeah it, it snapped. her brain snapped well oh. you're you're not coming back from that. So that's that's part of the whole Lovecraftian mythos is if you see something, one of the old gods, it will literally drive you mad just by seeing whatever it might be. Yes. Uh, yeah. you're, the human mind cannot comprehend the horrors that is the old gods. And this, yep. her, that yeah, this final is shot it. is actually exactly what would would may, may would have happened if you had seen one of these Lovecraftian beasties. And because I'm looking forward to watching it again. Because I'm sure yeah, I missed. Like, I'm already wanting to watch it again now. That we've we're talking about it. It's like, God, like I can't yeah. wait to see all the gory goodness again. Uh-huh. Uh, this this movie literally gave me more than I was expecting. Um, for good reason, and y'all find out on Halloween why this was a treat for all yes, of us. Definitely <laughs> will. Oh boy, Come Halloween, you'll be like, oh, I get it now. Real, real nervous about that one. Uh, I have, I have two things to say about this movie before I give a ranking. Okay. Um, so this was uh, 86, you said? So this checked off a lot of boxes on the formula that is film in 1986 or the, the mid-80s. So I got three things here that are big checkboxes in the in the 80s. So okay. uh, one... <laughs> 
One is the, so uh, Bubba made the joke that, oh, hello, you must be Dr. What's-Your-Butt. And yep. he goes to shake uh, Dr. Crawford's Dr. hand. Dr. Crawford's hand. And, she, and, of course, Dr. Catherine is like, no, no, that's me, you dick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, in the 80s, women can't be doctors. Right. Duh. That's that's where I'm headed. Don't isolate that. That's where I'm headed to. On the internet. In, the, in the 80s, women can't be doctors, clearly. So, right. Anyway, <laughs> that was that was one little joke. Um, uh, We had a, a gross groping scene. It, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Thankfully, no, True. it could have been a lot worse, mm-hmm. but thankfully mm-hmm. it does cut away fairly quickly. So this is one that is, is twofold, just like quicksand in the eighties. What was more scary to you as a kid of the 1980s than quicksand? Dynamite. Oh, quicksand. Oh, oh dynamite. yeah. Dynamite. yeah. <laughs> Those are the two things yeah. that were like, you could get it at any corner store. It's like, it's like back to the future. You can get plutonium at any corner five and dime, right? Uh, the Libyans, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. So uh, <laughs> it's and we talked about it during the the cast because you know dynamite. Who can't make a <laughs> who can't make a load of dynamite? We all have the ingredients, apparently. R- right, yeah. right. But if you own that book, you you best you best keep that under wraps. Yeah, you better keep that book. <laughs> I'm already on a list. So okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, they did say the name of the movie once. They did. That's always fun, and yep. I like. I do like that. I like me a movie like that, that tells the movie's name for sure. <laughs> and finally, wasn't there, a, oh. wasn't there a Simpsons episode where Homer gets excited that they said the name <laughs> of the movie <laughs> and he just wants to leave? Right. But I'm done. I'm out of here. Right. Uh, and and finally, uh, who does who in the '80s didn't have a matchbook in their pocket whether they smoked or not? Uh, that those are just some of the the stuff that you don't see in movies these days anymore because. It was a product of its time, thankfully. Oh, uh, and, and you know what? Every every one of those now, when you watch it, jump out at mm-hmm. you like this glare, this glaring red light. Like eh, eh, that's exactly how these things feel to you now. Nate, you got any thoughts on this before we get into our uh, final final thoughts? I think we we nailed everything that there so. is to nail on this. Like I got nothing that has not already been said. Um, the only thing I, I would add that's not related to this movie is Barbara Crampton has a movie called Beyond the Gates that everyone needs to see, and I highly recommend it. So if you have not seen Beyond the Gates, buy it. I need yes. to buy it. <laughs> no, I, uh, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure that's one of those I've seen. Like I said, I've seen like Castle Freak and all these other ones. Yeah, uh, it's just um, one of those, like we yeah. talked about earlier, she's a cult film icon. and just She's like, in Chopping Mall. Yeah, exactly. Oh She's my God, ball. she is She's in Chopping Mall, isn't she? Yep, yep. So if you haven't um, seen Your Next, watch Your Next as well. Like mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. Uh, it's pretty much ruined any home invasion movie for me because I'm like, that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> like, I know where we get these runs of movies that it's it's the new it thing, home invasion ones. Yeah. All, come on, let the one first do it Strangers right. movie was fantastic. Yeah. And then that second one was hot garbage. <laughs> it was just so there's, bad. There's no more tension. Once you, yeah. Once you and that was the thing. That, like, it's done. The second one was like, oh, what if we do like a fun, like 80s throwback slasher? It's like, but the first one was all about tension and yeah. not knowing when exactly the, the stranger was going to come out. 
Exactly. Yeah, you know, they just completely missed the mark on that one. That's that's not how Hollywood works, man. They strike nope. while the iron is hot, and then when it's cold, and then when it's under the ground, and then <laughs> they finally go, okay, yeah, we're done. We'll have a Strangers three sequel probably within the <sighs> next three years. Someone's maybe it'll take place in right space. Now. Let's follow Hellraiser. Yes. They're on like ten now, aren't they? Ooh. And we're getting yeah. a new one. Uh, I can't wait for that reboot. Although, well, okay, so it's a reboot. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm still yeah. anyway. I don't know. I don't know. It, honestly, it's still always to keep the rights. It's about for, time 100%. that another but this time, story uh, comes Clive out. Parker is involved. The new well, one. Good. Yeah, I think he's producing it. I think he's uh, somehow gotten his name back on the rights. Okay. Well, because he didn't until what all's happened there. In the last no, he didn't. Eight. <laughs> in the last eight, right? Maybe the last seven. Anyway. All right, but uh, let's. Uh, Let's do our, our one fun thing that I've got to drop for. Let's get into our reigning blood, and we're going to do this a little different, and this is this is going to be fun. This one was, I had so much fun watching this, I I didn't count. So what I wanted, I thought would be fun, is we count it down. Because there's not many that die in this movie, but it, I think it would be fun for the three of us to count down okay. who dies in this movie. Okay. I'll start. So the very first person that dies is Pretorius. Yes. Yep. So that's our first body. Mm-hmm. Okay, now second. we fast forward a while. Our second body, is Bubba. Bubba, Bubba is our second body. So we are two thirds of the way through the Easily. movie already. Yep. yep. Um, our third body is the doctor. Um, the peer to like the nurse that gets her eyeball. Doctor Catherine. It yep. was. It was the the doc the the head doctor of the psychiatric yes. ward. So she gets her brain sucked out of her eyeball. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> That's number three. Yep. You, then we have EMT number one. one. And two. And two. So we're up to five. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So now we're in the build. Now we're back at the house. Yep. You got Dr. Crawford. Got Dr. Crawford. Gets his head ripped off. Mm-hmm. Number six. And then you have the dynamite explosion with. Pretorius and Crawford second but skin. But they're already kind of dead. So are they dead dead? They're extra they're dead. dead. They're ex- so okay. They're double dead. So we have six deaths, right? Yeah, sure. Six yep. true deaths with an asterisk and two dead deads. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> our first dead deads. And our very first dead deads. And, and one who wishes wishes she was dead. One who wishes she was yes. dead. Um, so yeah, there, there's our reigning blood, which is also our body count. I had a little fun. That's I wanted fun. to change it up instead of just going six. Right, right. I like that. Let's <laughs> count them down. Yeah, yeah. there was not many. I would yeah. love to know how many gallons of liquid right. were used mm, on this, and mm, liquid, like, gallons of blood. Yes, because there was a lot. <laughs> this isn't a bloody movie. It, no, it's just this is slime. slime. It's gooey, not bloody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, like when Crawford rips out of 
Pretorius. There's no blood. It's just slime and goose sinew the, and and yeah, entrails the, and the blood is Bubba. The little bit of blood when uh, well, uh, okay, the blood is really when the brains got sucked out. So they were fairly bloody from the eye sockets down, and then when it, it, I still think it was somewhat bloody when Crawford got his head twisted because the <laughs> head still had that separation as it twisted. So there was some blood in it. So this reminded me of like, you know, when you do paper mache and you have to use like the rubber cement, mm-hmm. yeah. everyone was covered in rubber cement in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, let's get into our machete ratings. And again, this is our ratings in honor of a Danny Trejo, who played machete in some of the bloodiest, gooeyest two action movies and machetes are used in quite a number of uh, horror movies so our machete scale we're going to start with our guest pete what is your machete scale so in horror movies one of my favorite things about horror movies is how they make me feel and how they make me think how it stirs my emotions and as it sticks in my brain like molasses how it affects my life going forward and and helps me make decisions in my life and really allows me to reflect on the kind of person I am the best, like some of the best horror movies that really drove home points, things like the birdhouse, the wicker man, Rosemary's baby, get out Jacob's Ladder, Seven. These movies stick on in my ribs like delicious barbecue, right? Yeah. This movie is big, dumb popcorn fun. It ain't t- t- saying anything about nothing. So with that said, as dumb as this movie may be, it was a hoot. So if, yes. if we're doing a 10 scale... I'm going to go seven because it there's really nothing wrong with it. It uh, It's not the greatest horror movie ever. It is 100% super fun popcorn movie. If you can stomach this kind of visceral, it is a hundred percent recommended. Go see this movie. It is dumb fun. Perfect for the spooky season. Absolutely. Oh, completely. hundred percent agree. Nate. What's your machete scale? Ah, man. So I just love big, dumb, gory fun. <laughs> like, I usually, like, I do, like, every movie that Pete just mentioned, I absolutely love. I do love horror movies that do resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, And I do tease A24 films a lot because I usually do think most of those are not as good as everyone makes them out to be. Midsummer being the exception, I think that oh, movie is absolutely that's phenomenal. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but there's our movies I'm watching. I'm like, all right, people are the horror. I get it. Like, that's just real life. There's really nothing scary about that. Like, come on, whatever. But I absolutely adore movies like this. I, I dead alive is an absolute favorite. Uh, evil dead two is an absolute favorite. Death gasm being one of the newer (laughs) ones that I really absolutely love. Um, and this is just in that same vein that really paved the way for other gooey movies to exist and i i want there to be more i really do yes um psycho gore man so 
for me, it, it's easily like probably eight point five. It, it's incredible. I, I definitely recommend you spend the five dollars on Amazon to own this movie and instantly watch 100%. it, especially because we are in the final weeks of October already. Like this is a perfect time to throw it on for a Friday or Saturday, especially if you're at a party and you're going to be oh. hosting. Oh have man. Have this on in the background because it's going this? to start a conversation. Uh-huh. It's going to have at least me who's looking for your dog or cat and doesn't want to socialize and wants to watch the movie that's playing on the background. This is perfect for me. <laughs> and at 85 minutes, mwah, chef's kiss. Ah, yeah. Short and sweet. And it, it and moves it so quickly that you will not regret it at all. So I guess it's my turn now. I suppose. I... That works, yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, last guy. <laughs> I have barely got to say anything. I I know. I know. I haven't heard you all night long, man. <laughs> Stop it, guys. Blush <laughs> it. Um, this movie, like I said, I've never seen it and didn't really know what to expect because it's been a while. Like I said, since I've seen Reanimator. Um, this movie grabbed me the second it started. Again, like we said, it's a cold open. This movie starts off running. And you are scrambling in your brain going, what what, 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 what do I miss? What, what's going on? I am instantly involved. And I am, I am looking at this set design, this everything around this movie, the lighting, the way it was shot, the, the brilliance of low budget, but done to the highest of standards, in my opinion, on this movie. It, and it kept going. And I love body horror movies i love movies like slither that james gunn did oh yes you know, so later <laughs> i love like we talked about the fly society the thing i i i have this i have this passion of sci-fi it was the special effects and this movie gives it to me um this movie held my attention the entire time i had a smile on my face the entire time watching this movie I'm sitting here when we're trying to think of things to ding it for. And I'm literally just picking on it about the three inch switch Mm -hmm. and you know, the, the, the slightly off putting and awkward scene with Barbara. But then I have to look at it and go, well, that was their intent. This was to make you feel uncomfortable in a movie that is uncomfortable to watch. If you can't handle goo and gore, I can imagine this would have been one of those movies that some theaters handed out barf bags. <laughs> it's like you need this oh, to yeah. watch this movie. <laughs> like that would have been their gimmick too. Yeah, like, that's that's how I would have promoted made people it. Barf. Yeah, you need to sign a death waiver so that you don't sue yeah. us. Leave right? the popcorn in the lobby, but please yeah. spend the money on the popcorn. Right. So this movie just grabbed me immediately, and I adore it. It's now going to be in my rotation. I'm glad I bought it. I wouldn't even question if they did a re-release on a special edition Blu-ray to buy it again, just to hopefully get some special features. Oh, commentaries, um, yeah. Give me, absolutely. give me some cool shit, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is an 8.5. Nice. This, sure. This is super high. Um, it's It's fantastic. Everyone should see this movie. Everyone should watch this movie. So happy we did it. I'm so happy Chelsea did art for this yeah. and put it in my brain and that Creeporama was cool with us talking about them. So we can show you how this should look 
instead of a stupid VHS cover that's almost black and white. <laughs> as much as Pete loved it, <laughs> you have to admit, add a little pink and green to that background, and that would have popped this video. It would have made it really the, pop. The painting yeah. could have been better. <laughs> it it's better than like the re-release uh, cover, yeah, too, because that, that just looks either. like a big lots movie. Yeah. I hated that, too. The, the Shout Factory is better. So much yeah. so, it's a reversible cover. <laughs> one, one is over the top, like really gruesome, oh, like the movie great. is, and then the other one is downplayed just a tidy bit more. So it is a reversible oh. slipcover, and I love that they did that. Um, and that's it, that. Mo- this movie deserves that kind of level of detail. Fantastic, guys. I I don't know how much. I don't think there's anything else we can say about this nope. movie. Go see it. Um, yeah, I, go, we, go we see it. it. Got no, go you, see it. You, it's three dollars to rent, five dollars to own on Amazon. You have no reason not to go buy this. Yep, and you know what? Uh, special Halloween treat. We're running long. You've all heard these episodes. You know where to check us out. I'm just gonna say, follow us on Facebook. Give me back my horror movies Facebook group. Give me back my action movies Facebook group. The main page is called Give Me Back My Podcast Network. Pete. Thank you so much for being here. And if you think I'm breezing past our guest, no. we give him the floor in our special episode. So you'll <laughs> yes. get to hear Pete and all his dossamer glory. Wish I could remember what I said. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I edited for a while. On that <laughs> so. He just kind of started to ramble, Pete. What you remember is probably <laughs> not what's on the episode. Part of the problem. Right, right. But, right. but we love you, Pete, so much. <laughs> Don't ask me how I got all that blended so seamlessly. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Uh, let's do this again. That's all thank I can you, say. Pete. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you thank both. Thank you. Thank you for letting me pick this movie. I want to thank everybody for checking us out. We will be back in two weeks with our next selection. Again, our Halloween one will drop on Halloween Day. It'll be a Sunday. It's just going to appear. Please check it out. It was still a lot of fun to record. <laughs> It was a blast. It's just not what you expect. No. So much no. gold in that episode. Please listen. Um, and every week there's a drop. We're alternating action and horror. So, Nate, do you have anything for us? Groovy. Hail to the king, baby. <laughs>